earlier when I told you I was going to do something, I told the truth. Of course. Of course. That being said, happy Monday, April 24th, 2023. It, uh, it is Monday. It is Monday, and and I have to go to work on Mondays. Well, all I can think about when you say that is uh, Bob Geldof. Was uh, was I don't like Mondays? Was that just a Boomtown Rats officially, or was that just Geldof by himself? I cannot answer that with any form of knowledge other than I think it was. Yeah, I'm not even going to comment. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up in a minute, but that's. Can you imagine a world, which obviously it's a world we live in, so you don't have to imagine it, where a simpler time was when school shootings were an oddity? Um, was there a and not time? the leading cause of death for children in America or anywhere in the world? But, but police are pointing loaded, chambered AR-15s at uh, a group of people protecting a drag show in uh, Texas, while the police are also working with self-proclaimed. Christian fascists that are protesting it. Well, sounds about right. Well, so it's not, well, it's not funny. I mean, it's funny the way a sorority girl would say, "Oh my God, that's so funny." But uh, but exactly that, and 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 obviously, people that are fighting desperately to protect a, a an outdated, nonsensical, largely fictional representation of what they consider to be a simpler way of life you know um that obviously i guess last week and probably over the weekend because you know they didn't have anything instructive to do uh we're shooting at uh beer cans with you know ar-15s and whatever else they they can get their money on um which in all fairness if they had any taste they would never drink that beer to start with but these are people that don't have taste or developed uh, style or understanding or quality life experience. But a lot of that's by choice. I mean, I'm sure in some cases they were conditioned to hatred and bigotry and all that. But uh, with that being said, that they view, and it's a perfect example, they view these beer cans as a threat to the American way of life and whatever other false narrative uh you know that they that they that they they adhere to or or continually uh uh manipulate as they go through time but also that that might also clearly it just occurred you know uh probably is making more sense to folks across uh, the world you know when they see it is that that's also the reason they have no problem when children are killed because children uh are also a threat to their way of life because children, you know, if they're being educated in a plurality of thought in a multicultural environment and taught to be inclusive and 
considerate and caring, uh, that does threaten their way of life. So the same reason they're shooting these beer cans, they're kind of projecting their want to shoot um, children onto these onto these beer cans. So, so there's that. Happy Monday. I think they should put children on the beer cans uh, and then see what they do because you know, uh, most of them are going to molest the beer cha- beer can, then shoot it. Well, the the opening in the beer can might be way larger than they could fit any any of their genitalia into. So it's uh, it's uh, they probably feel threatened by that also. So here's a good one: Lizzo claps back at Tennessee's law banning drag shows in public places invites drag queen star performers with her on stage at show in Tennessee. Someone who would uh, fit the description of a Nazi named Matt Walsh tweets, throw her in jail. That sounds familiar, Matt Walsh. I don't know. Is, is he a... Is he a... Well, I wouldn't call it celebrity blogger, but is he one of the right wing yeah. fascist bloggers? Okay, yeah, that's that's where I know. I don't know him, but you know what I'm saying. Where his name sounds familiar. Yeah, I he, feel like uh, when I used to be trapped in Fox World, he was on there a lot. He, he uh, he's he's certainly a douche nozzle. Yeah. Uh. Sorry, I'm I'm reading up. Right. Another uh, lovely oh, example oh, of the, corporate yeah. greed and really criminal behavior. Woman afflicted with colon cancer gave Office Depot 20 years of her life only to be denied further treatment due to a loophole. So, you know. Oh, Die. You're a burden to my yachts, yacht. Because yachts have to have yachts, man. I mean, what's the point of having a yacht if you don't, if it don't have a yacht? It's smaller. It's a smaller yacht. You know, let's be reasonable. But when you're going on shore, you have to have a smaller yacht to get from your big yacht. Now that yacht has a you know a regular boat that takes you all the way into shore. Well, it worked for Columbus. It did. It did indeed. Sorry, I like I'm I'm reading up, um, and this I'm sure does sound very anti Matt Walsh that I'm trying to read up on a subject to be informed about it, but. Um, but uh, but I googled I googled Matt Walsh, I'm and then sorry. The, and then the first thing that came up, one of the first things, you know, because they'll ask questions if you're trying to explore a subject, and it said, uh, "Did you uh, did Matt Walsh go to Does Matt Walsh have a degree or did he go to college?" And then so I clicked on it, it says, "Does Matt Walsh have a degree?" And then the answer response was. And this might not be his real accent, but I feel like it's his authentic self speaking when I do this voice. 
I didn't go to college, and that has proven to be one of the smartest decisions I have ever made. So, uh, and then he's, and then he says, "What college did you go to?" Always weirds me out when people say things like this. Yeah, it weirds them out that people want to know if you have an accredited education or you've had a, a experience involving a diverse uh, morality of thought and mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess he's. It just sounds like he's eats out of a diaper. I don't. I don't know what. Uh, what else? Eats yeah, out of a diaper okay. sounds like it should go on a t-shirt. Well, it sounds like it goes in his mouth most of the time. But, uh, <laughs> well, you know, anyway, but he also, dribbles but some on but the mean, shirt. Yeah, well, but I just, I mean, this is, and again, you know, you mentioned Lizzo, and, you know, we're trying to let people, you know, not, not, uh, not have them perpetually mistake us uh, critiquing their clear, you know, very observable behavior as, uh, you know, the, nonsense about body shaming and this and that but Matt Walsh really is giving people with beards a bad name and uh at least if you have if you know if you had somebody like I think the prop like with Ted Cruz clearly I mean you think he's giving people with beards a bad name but also even when he was shaved you know he he never stood up for his beard even when Trump called her ugly um and I, I didn't think she was a bad-looking lady. I'm sure she's, I mean, she's obviously made some horrific mistakes in her life, you know. Um, and obviously one of the largest ones, I get being married to Ted Cruz and not divorcing him. Uh, but it's entirely possible she grew up with a, with a huge amount of psychological and physical abuse that led her to, you know, cling, cling to, uh, I don't know, one mound of trash she found in the ocean. But, uh, no, yeah, no. Well, Matt Walsh, Walsh, obviously not going to college, not meeting other people like him. Uh, I heard some folks over the weekend who, generally speaking, I mean, I was shocked to hear these things coming out of their mouth, but then I remembered they liked the Andy Griffith show. Not that that makes anybody a racist, but just really, and you've seen this a lot, and we know where we live and and. and and I'm not trying to dominate the dominate the show today, but uh, but um, but I'm just I still it's and I I hate it when and that's you know pe- pe- people under 35 or 30 you abuse words like you abuse like cringy creepy all these words you're abusing them and not using them the right way. So when you people actually see things that meet those kind of the criteria of those words that's appropriate use. You're you're kind of kind of lost because you don't want to use uh, worn out things that most people don't uh, don't use correctly. But uh, um, but I I heard I heard a lady who generally speaking is a very sweet lady and nice uh, just say all kinds of bonkers ass nonsense about uh, and obviously it's a generational thing so I I completely understand why and the people not that we're you know jesus whatever what what's the world coming to that we're not spring chickens but but um but 
like obviously we we've we've met people we have empathy we've met a, a diverse range of people you know and and i always the nicest thing you can do is shake your head and and, and laugh in the in a, in a way that's only slightly condescending to people when you know people on the right would say things like wild them liberals in the movie business or whatever or why do they live in la or what thing because people are creative and number two that's a, well you and i think we've had this conversation before yeah i've made the, the comment the that all the cool people leave all these areas and that's why they become so concentrated with uh bitter nazis and uh bitter incestuous rubes yeah yeah you know because yeah. because you know the uh the hot guy that half the men in that town were after moved away and then the other men were after the hot chick and uh she moved away and and uh then the still incredibly desirable cool people moved away and uh they're left with each other yeah and misery loves company 100%. indeed it does well and and just as a as a as a spoiler alert that i don't know why this has to be spoiled but i don't that they also are denying the that that it's obvious and just to, to clarify all the people that they say this this nonsense about about why did so and so celebrity why did they move why did they all move to LA all this stuff because all the people that you right wing people hate in your town those are the same people they yep. just happen to not have the opportunity to move away so all the people you hate and you call names and you say the, this, the, all these bullshit tropes about communist and socialist and just all this nonsense those are the same people and and in all fairness, if they had the chance, if they had the opportunity financially or whatever to leave, they would have. But the universe trapped them there, hopefully, to make the communities a better place and let their love and empathy and proactive engagement trump your cheap fucking hate. Sorry, just had to. Uh, please tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I have no feelings about anything. I, no I, I hear you. I hear you. Um. To circle back around, in small towns mean not being a racist. To circle as back as, uh, around on that, yeah, sorry. they uh, they really do go out of their way to point out how some movie stars moved back into uh, isolated areas, but the key phrase there is isolated. You know, only Dave Chappelle incorporates the community on any real level that I've ever seen or heard of. But that's Dave Chappelle. Well, Dave Chappelle. yeah, Dave Chappelle, but also, and there's a lot of people, I mean, you know, Galifianakis, Zach Galifianakis is from here. He owns a farm in North Wilkesboro. His, his, that was his uncle or his grandfather. I think it was his uncle was a, a, a an elected official here for, for a number of years you know, on a larger scale level. Uh, people that move here, celebrities that move like to North Carolina or wherever states they move to that people think, oh, they're moving back out. Of well, part of it's the traffic and cost of living. 
part of it's also not to be saturated by people. So yeah, you might see somebody at the gas station once a year, but they don't want to, and they might appreciate you saying nice things, but they want to be left alone in the same way that they don't want, they didn't move to a place to be surrounded by bigots who are harassing them for autographs. Oh, so yeah, they moved to a place. Yeah, it's not it's not to be around people that think like you think, MAGA person. It's because they lived in a place that was super expensive to live. Taxes were high, but that's a price for living in paradise sometimes. And uh, and it would take. Uh, that's yeah, that's the whole hook about uh, one of our local mayors a number of years ago had lived in L.A. I mean, he might still be the mayor actually. Sorry, Mayor, if you're listening and you're still the mayor. Um, but he lived in L.A. for a number of years, and he said one of the benefits about living here was, you know, and it's probably an hour and a half from watching uh, a professional basketball team play here. Uh, but it's, but it's, I don't know, 70 or 80 miles maybe, maybe 90 miles. I don't, I don't have a map in front of me. I mean, I do, but I'm not going to type in the numbers but he's like yeah I, you live here it takes an hour to go see the lakers you live in la five miles from the stadium and it still take you an hour to go see the lakers you know what i'm saying yeah there so it's just it's, compelling yeah. reasons not to be in in uh california uh i love california i love california do you ever notice how thirsty uh, the conservatives are to have that talent and, and, and anybody with talent that is so mentally diminished that they remain a conservative, uh, they just cling to them like, this is all the entertainment we need. Yeehaw! It, it, well, it cracks yeah, me up because so many, so much of what they love was done by scientists and liberals in general what they adore and love was brought to them by uh people who would agree with socialism or socialist democracy which is a horrible name for how a decent country should run because liberals have branding issues like it shouldn't be defund the police the police it should be refund the police because we're going to rearrange the funding. And it sounds like they're getting money because everything is a platitude and a facade. So why not use those terminologies? Ah, just, just such horrible naming. Always, always just horrible naming done by uh liberals i don't get it i don't know why we're so bad at it uh because they well i mean conservatives do an exceptional job with branding because they say the same things over again to the same audience and they're uh i should say purifying the message right like that it just you know whereas uh liberals uh there's a monochrome of, of truth 
<laughs> they're trying to convey. And, uh, and, and that's cool. I should, certainly don't want to uh, spin something to be inaccurate, but names matter. You know, there's a reason we have so many words so we can be very detailed and descriptive in what we're saying. And uh, let's just kind of lean a little towards that. Uh, I had a few examples, but of course it's Monday and I'm drawing a blank on those. But defund the police is, it just hands, it just hands everything over to people who can spend that. And it, it really come from the Duh Institute. The Duh Institute is a collection of smart people who look at something that's obvious AF and they go, duh. You can see them at the duhinstitute.com. Website may not be up in life. Well, it's a minimal entry fee, but but just to just to tie a bow on thing you mentioned before, we're on the pirate ship, folks. Um, uh, that for people that aggressively try to have a large inclusive umbrella, and that definitely a thing that's been going on lately. You know, in the last few years, and I think somebody I don't know if. I'm I'm trying to remember what it is, but I think people were saying that it really kind of kicked up um, whenever the freshman class maybe of 2016 came into college or right around then. Um, but the problem on the left is with branding is that uh, <clears throat> everything that probably for 50 or 60 years had been considered um, – aggressively, militantly, uh, and I'm softball using the word uh, militantly, but there was, you know, the cause of freedom, the cause of inclusiveness, all these things. Uh, the nowadays, uh, people that can want, want to consider themselves, oh my God, I'm so liberal, I'm so this, have watered down the meaning and they get on social media and instead of making proactive engagement and change in their communities, they're, they're cosplaying uh liberal and they are trying to absolutely there's a huge problem in congress in general and across the board and i've been saying this for years and finally people are pretending they've came up well that's a lot of things especially in the last year the stuff i've been saying for years and suddenly people are saying and now i'm pretending they came up with it but um there's obviously generational things that need to be transitioned out of, but the, the problem now, which is the thing that uh, the American, well, number one, we need to be forward thinking and progressive and not head straight to the left because you can't, in order to have a full society that's engaged, while it would be nice just to give people on the other side the finger and tell them to, you know, that you wish hell was a real place because that's where they're going to end up. You can't, you know, to build an inclusive society, we have to try to educate people and help them overcome the ignorance they've been conditioned into. But to get back to the original point, 
newer younger people on the left and it's and are are basically attacking older liberal people and and uh call what used to be the cause of freedom badge of freedom the battle cry you know for for progressive inclusiveness and all this now that's being called uh uh bigotry and right wing and and uh that uh oh if you're if you're calling it this then accusing people of intentionally excluding others if you're using certain terms to identify things um or and that's been a nonsense situation that I've that I've found myself in over the last two or three years is that when you're aggressively striving to empower people um, to help them reach their highest potential and find the greater value in their lives and become their own hero and all these things is that inevitably it the response is not, oh, wow, you're, this is life-changing experience. It's, well, the tone in your voice, I just, it just, it, 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 it came off as mean. And I'm like, fucking grow up. Grow up. Is that something that actually happened to you? 100%, 100%, 100%. And I, and part of me, hundred percent. And part of me thinks it's nonsense, but the, and you know, cause you want organizations to do well. The other part of me thought, well, the last group of people that said that to me, they just folded their 94 year old organization the other week. Cause they lowered the bar and they mistook, uh, inclusiveness for encouraging laziness. And, uh, a hundred percent. I, I, without without screaming the f word profusely a hundred percent and where people would i mean being on conference calls as just as an example and where we actually have to get stuff done and we have a punch list of things that if we achieve these goals and we're going to achieve these goals is my focus that will facilitate aggressive inclusive proactive change for everybody and instead of that, pe- people would want to sit around and say, well, let's, let's, you know, let's take a moment to blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, we don't need to take a moment to stop. We need to take active engagement to move forward. And all these things that people are claiming, oh, well, we need to think about da, da, da. Well, what we're doing is actually going to uh, fix and proactively change. So we don't have to sit around and think about it because it won't exist anymore. So do you want to sit around and, and, Oh my God, let's think about the problem. Or do you want to goddamn fix the problem? So it doesn't exist. And I'm the problem with the, and it's not just the young American left. Now the people who think that's the, that's, that's the situation with where Ron DeSantis people that that believe all this bullshit that he says, this is when people on the left give him actual material to focus on yeah. is that instead of fixing things and building a better world, not just a better America, but a better world for everybody. It's like sitting around hearing people talk about fairy tales uh, or just nonsense things that aren't real. Instead of you have a choice that you could actually create real things. And 
it's well, it's when I mean that's the reason the the American right can attack the word woke. Well, and, they they can do anything they want to do because they all already know that all they're saying is white power. So as soon as they got something, they can nod their heads to in unison and grunt, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, they're going to do it no matter what the uh, branding is. But they're, going back to what you said, there is a subset of people who, no matter what, they would rather some kind of pretense of uh, exchange happens that they're they like that makes them feel uh, I don't know like they exist. I mean, I hate to be so uh, derogatory towards the notion that people just need a hug, but these same people that want a hug instead of their issue resolved, uh, they just get so angry that if you don't read their minds and give them what they want instead of what they need, they're pissed off even after they get what they need. So, uh, I think that's a character trait shared by everyone, every, uh, group air quotes. And just, it baffles me, uh, when I see that happen, a lot baffles me, though, I guess. Do you get what I'm saying, though? Uh, people that yeah, just... Yeah, 100%. 100%. Well, they want the facade, that, not the the reality of it. Well, both. But I'd say also needing, needing a hug is part of the process. You know, being listened to is part of the process. But I want people to... to understand that it's part of the process it's not period end of the story it's you know like we all get knocked down we all are sensitive people we all cry we all have emotions but we have we i and i mean fuck i might be wrong but i in my mind and the way i think about things we have, we have higher callings and purpose in life and part of that purpose involves get back up become stronger and at some point and it's a growing process it's you know joseph campbell's the hero's journey it's all that and we go through cyclical things but at some point which is my main why in the uh, structure of three phases of leadership i'm so adamant about phase one is number one you can't really appropriately do group leadership and societal leadership and change without working on individual leadership but um that i you need to as you go through life become strong in a way that's inclusive not a not a means not you know, but just as a way that where, you know, I'm, I'm a big proponent of, and I've been saying this probably for 15 years, be your own hero. And the things that in your mind or in your experience used to hurt you or knock you down or these things work through yourself enough and become a better version of yourself enough that 
you don't even notice they happen, you know, or, or where it used to feel like a train hitting you at some point, it might just be like, you might think, Oh, was that a breeze? You know, and no, I, I, I feel you, between, especially on the bean yeah. herd, because oftentimes these are people that want to give you every detail about a situation except the ones that are relevant. So it is very much an exchange of uh, a human exchange that I agree is important, even if it is nonsensical and absurdly irrelevant. Yeah. Well, and I'd say, and I mean, I know you have, you know, I've talked about this, I mean, I don't, maybe not a whole lot, but I mean, I'm a big, I would say, I feel like I'm somebody that was never really listened to a lot over their life. And so I'm not expecting people, and that's not why we're on the show, but I, I mean, maybe it is, I don't know, maybe it's a subconscious thing, but I feel like part of my calling, because I felt like I wasn't listened to, was trying to facilitate situations for other people to have the opportunities to be heard that I felt like I never had. Right. And so, you know, and, and maybe that is kind of the epitome of not, of, of, you know, trying to cultivate a mindset of. From this, can I grow from this and what can I do to help facilitate uh, a pro pro growth mindset with folks? So they, can can learn things they 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 can have teachable moments without having to uh necessarily go through the same unpleasantness to have intellectual development um and hopefully you know from from the right especially maybe it's just maybe this is just the thing where they're just trying to cry it out, cry it out, cry it out, bitch and piss and scream and cry it out and cry it out. And hopefully emotionally they'll catch up intellectually or psychology um, from it. Um, but, but that, yeah, but that's tough because it's hard. And I think that's one thing. And I know we talked about this a couple weeks ago. It's hard to, especially, you know, in finger quotes, the current culture in America to try to help people feel empowered and show them ways of feeling empowered. I don't think it's that difficult, but people have cultivated an industry out of um, mistaking personal growth with attacking other people. And I think you can have personal growth and engagement without attacking other people and you can build yourself into a higher better version of yourself without well again without attacking other people and i'm deaf i'm not saying other people aren't engaging in bad behavior that you have to contrast and compare to um but uh but that's the whole industry that's sprung up around uh and yeah it makes me nauseous to say his name but like 
Andrew Tate has absolutely, well, the same thing Donald Trump did. Instead of building people up in a proactive way that showed them that they can help other people and they can be kind and have a leadership through service mentality, uh, it just promoted a lot of, ne a lot of negative aspects. Uh, and, and, you know, I mean, and, and I think we've, we've joked about this before, but as a dude with a shaved head and a beard who goes to the gym, goes to the sauna, does all these things, it almost feels like you're seeing an evil mirror, an evil mirror, you know, thing that I think people should take care of themselves. They should, you know, read as much as possible and proactive things, but they should, you know, health and wellness, all these things, but it's been turned into a bastardized industry by a lot of people, which is, and I didn't realize how much that had happened. Um, you know, really until the last few months, because I didn't really even know who that dude was, you know, because I was kind of on my own journey. And, um, but I just think, yeah, people, we can find commonalities and work towards a better, uh, version of ourselves but that's but that's a problem with the you know the mouth breathing people that have chosen to be mouth breathing knuckle draggers oh yeah on the right it's, yeah their brand new car their brand new car that they love and adore immediately becomes devalued when their neighbor especially if they don't look like them buys a new car mm -hmm. it, you know it isn't about the the water level uh, floating the pirate ship we're all on. It is about their pirate ship, no matter how small. Uh, and the others must be capsized. I mean, I, I've, yeah, that's... I use that analogy because it is 1,000% uh, a, a real-life thing that happened. And it wasn't in the, the neighborhood. It was in the parking lot. A white guy buys a new car. We all work at the same place. And just so happens, uh, a black guy buys the same car, right? Um, different color, okay? The guy just goes insane. Of course, bitching about how ugly his color car is, but just, you know, how can black people afford nice things? It must be welfare. It must be. And they, we all work in the same building, you know? Uh, it, it, it just floored me because I didn't understand. I couldn't comprehend it. Just how shitty and small these people are. And, uh, it, you know, I say I don't comprehend it. It didn't surprise me. This guy was a moron. He was just dedicated to being a piece of crap. But uh, he lost his mind that day, man. I wish I'd have. That's when we needed uh, phones with cameras, but this was in the 90s. But yeah, that, that their problem isn't with uh, what they get. Their problem is with what other people get. And just every last one of them are that way.
I wonder if Texas realizes if they secede from America that the U.S. will realize that there's now a a sovereign nation with desert, oil, and plenty of brown people. Wouldn't we just invade Texas for their uh, their freedom? A.K.A. oil? Well, if we weren't able to spread American democracy everywhere all over the world, I mean, if, without imperialism, would we be Americans? No. I agree with that. No. Well, that's the other funny thing. Uh, if they did that, which, of course, they're not going to do. Um, why do they think, number one, why do they think America wouldn't invade them? Because obviously we're, again, that's what we do. Uh, we don't really attack other Christian nations, but sure, we do if there's oil there to protect our interest. But why do they think other nations from around the world wouldn't invade them and take them over? Why do they think the Mexican army, why do they think that, you know, they wouldn't have a Santa Ana, you know, 5.0? Yeah, remember the you know Alamo. Uh, that, that there are two sides to that. And I just wonder how many people will realize that that uh, Mexico was was enforcing slave laws, as in no slaves, as as to why the Alamo even happened. Texas was fighting for its right to remain a uh, uh, slave. Well, not nation, but area. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, I mean, God, geez, America wouldn't be America without slavery. I always laughed. Well, you know, a lot of those states that would talk about all, you know, all that bullshit about we're going to secede and it ain't no, you know, blah, 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 government overreach and whatnot. And, you know, that they still... I mean, I, you know, I mean, I grew up here. People still, I'm sure to this day, uh, would still refer to it as, you know, the war northern aggression and them. Oh, yeah, they you do. Know, and tr- treat the, you know, treat, treat the United States of America as a foreign occupier. Which I always laugh my ass off. The people that say that are exactly the same people, you know, who are the, by and large, the people that are in, you know, that their family members are enlisting and going overseas. And then they would be mad when uh, America would be occupying a foreign country and then people in that foreign country would be attacking those troops and killing American soldiers who were serving overseas. And that, uh, they would think that that was completely right, that America was invading this other country, but then they were still claiming that the American government was in the same way, occupying the, 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 what they can still consider the Confederate States of America. Um, and they think, oh, well, it's terrorists overseas, you know, because they have different, different pigmentation. Um, but that they think they're freedom fighters here for their incestuous nonsense beliefs. So, charming. Charming. Indeed. Oh. Uh, here's an interesting tidbit from the Reddit today. My wife yes. just said Bukaki in front of our children to my shock. She then admitted that she didn't know what it meant and she thought it meant something like bullshit or something fake. And then she said, I have said that in meetings. I made her Google it 
and now she's having a panic attack. Uh, going back to words, it, it might be. Yeah, important. I don't think people are going to be able to listen. It to might our be show. important to. Uh, it might be important yeah. to if you don't know a word to Google it first. Is that something you do when you come across a new word or a word you don't know what it means? Do you look it up? I don't think people will be able to listen to this show in polite uh, society, at least this part of it. Um, uh, yeah, I tried to. Um, I had a funny funny uh, story about a word uh, that starts with an N. Uh but basically, it was a show. I don't know. I think we were doing the Scottish play in college, and one of my friends was directing it, and we're great friends. But I think this was the one disagreement we ever had that I'd stay with when I go to L.A. And uh, she was directing, and it was like the, abridged. And it was one some night I accidentally knocked a hole in the wall in the thing. And it was a very – I liked it because it was kind of an aggressive stage combat show. And, you know, when you're in your early – 20s and you're you know a gym rat and you're you love being physical you know i mean i still do but um but i think i got one of the you know in a black box theater you know it was minimalist set you know and we had the boxes and whatnot but one of them landed on my head so after i knocked this huge human-sized hole in the wall not on purpose it just happened um um this box go, fell oh yeah head I, I got yeah. I had another concussion but Anyway, but this this word, N I blank blank E R E D, right? So it was kind of that word that Sam Jackson uses a lot, um, uh, with an E D on the end. But it was a word that had existed that I don't know if Shakespeare created it, but it's but it been around for hundreds of years before the application. Right. The, the standard application that was famous in America. And so uh, it may have stemmed from uh, a Spanish or a, you know, Cast, Castilian language or Castillon, you know, or whatnot. But her teacher in co high school had told her that it was pronounced Nagard. Bro, okay. Which I think we all know that's not how it's pronounced. But yeah. I, I mean, I I don't know. It, it made me uh, made me wonder. Right, but I think her teacher, possibly at the time with finger quotes, the best intentions, didn't want them to pronounce it. Uh, the other way because they she grew up in west virginia so i think they did she didn't want the theater teacher didn't want the the students going around pronouncing it some other way uh number one because they didn't want it, that she was having the students read stuff that said the n-word or something that sounded like the n-word right um but also didn't want to uh the perception to be that the teacher was lending credence to the use of the word in a modern context, the way it's been used in America. But it was just this odd, fascinating <clears throat> series of conversations and intentional mispronunciation in the show. Um, 
you know, because people end up doing things that are not misappropriations because they're trying to do the right thing. And in this case, it happened to be through the pronunciation, this mispronunciation of this word. But I'm always, yeah, but the etymology of words always fascinates, uh, fascinates me. Um, I feel like when I was in high school, somebody came in and I don't know if they were, it was about etymology of words, but just, or maybe it was about Latin or French. I think it was about etymology of words because it was just how many words that obviously in the, in the, uh, pots, what kind of pots America? It's not a, well, it is a honey pot, but it's, uh, well, it's a crock pot, I think at this point, but, but, um, <laughs> nice. but just how many words, uh, that the uh, American linguistic structure and usage now is literally uh, like that old, that dude, Justin, what's his face? that used to have the cooking show, the, the Cajun chef guy, or just basically it's just like a cooking show where people are, they're not measuring anything. They're just like, you know, like Emeril Lagaza, you know, bam, just dumping stuff in. And just where literally American usage of words and, and is is this nonsensical hodgepodge, kind of like American cooking, you know, because obviously we're a nation of immigrants. Spoiler alert for for those of you on the far right um, that uh, that everybody came from somewhere else and they brought a lot of those things. Uh, Spoiler alert for those of you on the left as well, you have to integrate together and work together and we hold on to the good things about our culture, but we share. Well, and, and the uh, words are words are that way too. You know, words transition. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Word, yes. the, a word is used in one context in one culture and another context in another culture. And when it makes its way here, we go with whatever we're exposed to. Uh, at least as uh, to begin with, because what of what other reference do we have? So uh, it it is a fascinating subject, and I often wonder what. I mean, you listen to the the previous generation when they talk like this when they're on the radio, and and they were trained to speak that way. And how will the fact that we have uh, long term media storage how will that change the way the world I, I, the way i feel is that the world will become more like america and other multicultural uh hot spots and and eventually these words will find a unified meaning just through pop culture you know, we always talk, hello, America and the world. I'm going back across the pirate ship. Um, the idea, and I know it was popular probably when I was in middle school, and maybe it's a thing people still say. I don't know. Um, I mean, we've said it just on the show before, but the idea, the whole the idea of uh, America as a teenager, you know, and I feel like right. that used to be about um, uh, 
you know, at, at the time, I think that was originally said, it was said because, you know, America was, you know, to at the time, 225 years old or whatever. And obviously it's older now, Ver, but versus in England or a China, I mean, you know, obviously China's only formally been a country for a certain amount of time, but, but you know, what, but you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, the, the culture. Yeah, the culture, the age of the culture and, and, and cultural identification, voluntary cultural identification. Um, uh, but it's funny because I just as you were describing those things and kind of with the words and other things, I remember distinctly, especially specifically with the, the generational comment you made, I, I distinctly remember. And I feel like it's that that is I remember being in middle school and going into high school. <clears throat> And I guess this has always been a thing. And I guess maybe the Breakfast Club actually referenced this a lot, uh, even though they were all, you know, white, white suburban teenagers. Uh, where people find, uh, you know, the whole social group thing. <clears throat> um, and, and how they identify, but that, you know, when you're younger, <clears throat> traditionally, when people are younger, they are going through these, I won't call them gesticulations, but like, you know, you're actively trying to, well, hopefully you are actively trying to find an identity, but you know, when you're younger, whether it's a style of clothes, style of music, all these things, um, they're, it's very pronounced. And I, just as an example, I think about like in the nineties, you know, it was kind of, there weren't, I think I was at private school for a semester and I didn't jive with it because uh, it just seemed like none of those kids had rules. And I grew up in a very strict uh, environment. And uh, so we didn't have a lot of preppy kids. Well, maybe they did later on in my when I was back in public school. But I remember public school, it was very like in the 90s. Grunge was kind of coming on the scene. So maybe that was later 90s. but. It was uh, people who identified as and would dress as. And I mean, it was like cosplay now, but they were dressed as country slash. I mean, they would identify as redneck. There was like a 90s hip hop, early 90s hip hop culture, uh, like metal heads, pre-goth. Um. And then oh, kind goth, of just the goth was big in my day, man. There was no pre-goth. Okay, well, and maybe there was a resurgence. Um, <clears throat> maybe there was a resurgence of it, or maybe I just when I was growing up, it would just happen when people got into it. Um, but but that now America is largely culturally going through that same kind of thing where people are trying to figure out that it really exemplifies the whole America's a teenager idea where people are trying to like, like again, getting back to personal leadership, personal development, they have no identity. So they're just trying to cosplay and try on uh, group allegiances to see where they fit instead of just having their own life. Because um, the people need to be in a crowd for some reason. An another thing I don't get. 
I would rather stick to what I, and it may be my feelings, but I would rather stick to what I believe in and be alone than to be a coward and just start chanting and nodding in unison with a group of people because I don't want to be alone. And that's a huge difference between liberals and conservatives. Uh, conservatives yeah. scream about not being sheep, but you get a conservative one-on-one, then all of a sudden they're congenial. All of a sudden that they agree with, with certain things, but then they get their buddy beside them or their ball-headed twin, and then they're belligerent and they want to fight. Man, there's nothing more cowardly than a conservative. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the thing that killed me the other night was, uh, I and you know, I I take it as a badge of honor anytime somebody when I haven't said anything and I start to speak and people start to freak out. That's a that's a that's a that's a huge sign of admission that they know they're full of shit and whatever I'm saying would be correct. Otherwise, they would have no problem. Yeah, uh, they're about it. to be exposed. Hundred percent. Well, you know, I'm famous. Well, I don't know how famous it is because whatever. Um, but I remember having a not an altercation, but a, but a, but a loud discussion with someone who's a very good friend of mine. I love him to death, um, and I'm there, you know. But but we've had multiple aggressive disagreements about things, and he was going to town about basically that he was a. I mean, he. I think he he didn't vote for Trump the second time, but he just was a right wing person, and you know, subscribes to these outdated beliefs, and thought you know Trump never did anything wrong, never did this, never did that, and all this stuff. So I'm like, okay. <clears throat> so I pulled out my phone and I was calling the White House because obviously this guy <clears throat> didn't you know wanted Trump to come grab his. Uh, one of his family members in a certain part of their body. We'll just say that. And everybody was losing their mind about it. And I'm like, you can't, you can't take the positions you're taking and have a problem with that because you're endorsing their behavior. So don't oh, yeah. be mad only when it happens to you. Oh, oh, well, of course that's when they get mad. But that's, conser- that's conservatives. They don't care about anybody else. The, the sense of entitlement it, it, to them is just SOP. They don't understand that, uh, you know, uh, the 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 Republican politician whose kid ends up being gay, and then they're like, "Oh, gay people have rights too." All of a sudden, and just tiny, tiny, small, little people. And do you uh, think as much time as they spend with Lindsey Graham that they'd be a lot more conducive to gay rights? They would be not Sorry, that, was... not that, uh, not that he openly admits to anything, but you you would at least get the flavor, right? Well, he's got. I've heard he's got a banging margarita recipe, and it sneaks up on you how good it is. Uh, does he call it the bill? <clears throat> the the Bill Cosby. Well, 
little frizzle frazz. Well, I say, I guess frizzle fr a little frizzle frazzle has hurt some people, so never mind. Yeah, you can't really. <clears throat> That's you talk about things that go out of style. Unfortunately, I used to have a kick-ass Bill Cosby, uh, and now it's like you can't. You know, I mean, maybe Bill Cosby will finger quotes call into the show in future episodes, but uh, yeah, it's tough. You just uh, hopefully nothing bad will ever happen to Kermit the Frog. You know what I'm saying? Or uh, yeah, yeah. Or uh, who's uh, I guess none of the bears wear pants. None of the famous, none of the famous bears in literature wear pants. So hopefully, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I Winnie guess, the uh, Pooh's in. Uh, oh, what's up? I'm trying to think of the bears, and and <clears throat> I, I can't think of any uh, non-football, non-American football bears that wear pants. I don't know, but it looks like we're uh, we're right at the end of the uh, time today. But think about it. We'll circle back on the Bears tomorrow. The Bears. All right, man. Later. <clears throat> the Bears. Later.